how to get the most of your cola on today's Fed Babble. This is Fedna Babble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at FednaBabble.com. All right. Hey, Kevin. So I know you get a lot of questions regarding the COLA or cost of living adjustment, yes. if you will, in the Fed pilot workshops, right? Yes. Lots of questions about this. It's so misunderstood. Yeah. And I know that I hear, you know, employees or financial professionals who, who hear from employees that they think a pay raise and a COLA are similar. So it's very, I know just the pay raise versus the cost of living adjustment can be really confusing. Yeah. Right. Because yep. The pay raise is something they get while they're employed, but the cost of living adjustment happens automatically to their pension after they leave service. Right. And that's that's something that people get confused all the time. For example, they they talk they they say the word cola when they're still employed and they it's actually their pay raise. Um <laughs> I, I and 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 act, and it, Overall, I think a lot of times when federal employees use the wrong terms, we understand that, okay, you just got terms confused and this is how it works and it's not a big deal, right? But in this case, COLA and a pay raise is completely different. It's similar in that you get extra money and that's about all. Right. <laughs> right. There's... right. It's an increase on the money that you receive. From the government, whether you're working or you're retired, it's it's the money that you receive uh, from your government service, you know, whether you're paying into it or working for it or whether you get it on the back end because you've now retired. Um, But there is a difference because, you know, the pay raise is something that happens um, based on like a, a presidential uh, in what is it called? Their annual yeah. structure. Um, trying to think of the terminology, but anyways, it's essentially when they do their fiscal year um, budgeting, right? Then it's all factored in there for the pay raise, mm-hmm. right? And that's between the the government and or the president and Congress and what have you in, in with with the spending bill. Yep. Right. But the cost of living adjustment isn't really determined on that, is it? No. So you're right. With the pay raise, Congress and the president have to go back and forth and they say, "Okay, how much are we going to give these people? Well, let's give them this much. And no, how about this much? And then they argue about it. And then some at some point they sign and say, great, that's how much it is. And and I don't want to say it's arbitrary, but it's it's what they decide to give you. Now, the COLA is based on an actual number that Congress has nothing to do about. It isn't a guess. It isn't a, um, hey, it isn't a political jockeying thing at all. So really, the COLAs are based on something that is more solid than what pay raises are based on. And COLAs are based on what is called the CPIW 
or Consumer Price Index for Wage Earners. And the CPIW is, you could, you could look at it like inflation, right? CPIW right. is supposed to measure inflation, but guess what? It's not. <laughs> I hate to say you know, that. We'll, we'll get into that so in a bit. How people get inflation and cola confused. And that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I would. I do want to touch on that just a little bit because that that's re- it's really really interesting. But um, anyways, the Department of Labor comes out with CPI, and there mm-hmm. there. I remember being in a workshop one time, and I said, "There's CPIW, there's CPIU, there's CPI, there's." And then someone raised their hand and said, there's 28 of them. I don't remember the exact number. Oh my gosh. And I said, what? She goes, I do them. I'm the one who does them. I'm like, I'm the one who figures them all out. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, we have, we have the person here in the workshop who knows that for sure, right? Which was really kind of cool. Um, but they figure, I mean, there are a lot of different CPIs, whatever. And we happen to have the... Uh, the the retirement the, your pensions figured out on CPIW. Now, Cassie, I'm putting you on the spot here. And by the way, when we do these fenababble episodes here, Cassie and I say, "What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about this." Good, and we basically jump in. And so, we're, a lot of this is just off the cuff. We're not. I mean, it's not a huge pre program thing of oh, I'm going to talk about this. You talk about this. It's this is it. So I'm putting you on the spot here, Cassie. Do you know what CPIW okay. measures? Well, um, not really, actually. I know what the 10 year average is. I know a little bit or enough, I should say, to know that it, it affects the pension. Right. And obviously yep. we use that 10 year average in our benefit analysis when we are projecting out uh, that cost for the employee on their increase on their pension amount. But I actually don't know what or how it's measured. OK, well, let me give you let me give you this. CPIW is measured on they take they go to um Boy, there are a number of different ways to do this. I'm reading real quickly to remind me of how this is done. But they take the price of certain certain uh, things that you would buy and say, how much is that? And then they figure out next month, oh, those things went up this amount. And so, but the CPIW is a different basket of goods than the CPIU for urban workers. At which instead of wage earners, um, urban wage earners, oh, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, CPIU. So let's see. Um, let me see if I can just pull this out and see it real quickly. Nope. Yeah, uh, so the way I it. understand it, and, and this is just the way that I understand it, right? This is not from my experience. Mm-hmm. I think it's a reflection of increases that have happened on certain goods or products, um, not necessarily like predicting an increase that will happen. Right. It's it's so when it, the inflation happens, right? When the inflation happens on certain goods and products, 
then it reflects on the CPIW based on that difference amount of what it increased, right? Right. So let me let me give you an example. Every month they figure out CPIW and they do it for the whole year as well. And so the if I remember correctly, we're recording this in Sept at near the end of September. And the last CPIW was for August, and I believe that was at 8.5%, if I remember correctly. That means that means overall, in the basket of goods that they measured, inflation went up 8.5% on average. Um, but that's only for that basket of goods. Now, whether here there are two major issues with this. Whether that basket of good goods actually reflects you and me, and actually more importantly, the retired federal worker, that's a completely different story. They could say, well, right. you know, the basket of goods is this and this and this and this. And the federal employee could say, well, I don't use any of those things. So those things don't matter to me. I don't, why are you measuring that? So that doesn't make sense. Let me give you an example. So third, um, let's see, five, 8.5 was the last CPIW. However, it's that low, and I'm going to say low because that's actually stupid high, but it's that low because um, because gas came down a little bit. But you know what is way up? It's food. Food is up over 13%, and we all use food, don't we? We all go to you know Costco, Safeway, Walmart, whatever, and we get food, but and that is up. 13.1%. Now that puts it into a different perspective because if we only get a 8.5% increase, but the things that we really spend money on is 13.1, hmm, that is a completely different calculation that we have to do in our head when we think we're catching up with uh, catching up with inflation and we realize um, maybe we're not. Maybe it's very different. Right. Well, I know there's some other factors that go into that COLA calculation as well, yes. because, I mean, obviously there has to be, be, otherwise it would keep up a little bit with employees as they retire. And of course we can get into that, but that's essentially if the cost of living adjustment on an employee's pension isn't enough to keep up with other increases like you talked about. I mean, health insurance costs is a completely separate increase that can eat away at somebody's pension because their cost of living adjustment simply does not keep up. Right. Right. And this cost of living adjustment can be different for CSRS and FERS employees. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. CSRS employees get the full, say, for the whole year, on average, the the cost of living adjustment is 4%. Okay. CSRS employees will get that 4%. Whereas FERS employees will get what's called diet cola. <laughs> right. And they'll only receive, I think it's the whole percentage. Yep. It's 3% uh, in that case. CSRS. Yeah. And so they would only receive 3%. Yep. Mm. And, and, and so it's, that that may not sound like a lot, right? Okay, I lose one percent, but you do that year after year after year, compounded one on the gaps, compounded one on top of the other, pretty quickly, and it starts to add up. 
Yes. And it's no good. So yeah, especially when you have health insurance costs, you don't yes. get a diet colon or diet inflation yeah, <laughs> on diet that. Inflation. That goes up, you know, <laughs> uh, for the 10 year average right now, it's almost 4%. Yep. Well, if that increases any more then it could be four and a half percent or 5%, you know, and it's not uncommon to be at the 5% range for a uh, health insurance cost to be, you know, to go up. And so um, I think it's so interesting. People think, oh, well, you know, I get it. I get this big cola now because I'm retiring. Right. The end of the year, I'm going to I'm not going to get much of a pay raise, but I'm going to take advantage of this large cola. And then they realize that's not the case. Right. right? It's it's oddly deceptive because you think you, th you would think it's pretty straightforward. I get this much of a raise and this is how it works. Sorry, I didn't have my phone turned down. But um, yeah, you would think that this is how it works and I get this percent and it doesn't. Case in point, we we do in the FedPilot workshops we do a little calculation and we go through this calculation and I add in there, all right, this is what happens to your pension after, uh, after inflation. And someone once said, well, yeah, but you get a cola, right? And someone raised their hand and said, yeah, you get the cola, but I'm sorry. When my mom retired, the cola went toward the increase in healthcare and nothing else. I actually didn't get the cola because it just went to the increase in healthcare. And and everyone's mind just kind of blew right there. Like, oh, oh, that's a different way to look at it. I had never thought of that before. You mean my, <laughs> I could actually get a raise, a cola raise each year, but my pension check that comes to me could actually still go down? Yes, actually, that could happen. Yeah. It's mind boggling. And that's only the, the health insurance costs, just one factor of an increasing uh, expense yes, for just federal one. employees that can eat away and not keep up with, with the yeah. cost of living adjustment. I mean, every five years, if somebody has Bagley coverage and it's more than their basic, right? If they're, they keep the optional in retirement, that is going to also play a factor in eating away at their pension, especially between ages 70 and 80, because it really starts to increase um, during those times when people most need it. Now, I'm not going to go into all of that right now, but the what we're trying to make a point is, is that to you have to look at the um, income versus expenses and what that is really going to be doing moving forward because the cost of living adjustment simply isn't or may not, we'll say most likely will not <laughs> um, be an, an increase to your pension. Um, you know, because there's other factors that are going to be uh, looked at as well or, or um, factored in when in that calculation. Although the cost of living adjustment, I mean, I'm thankful it's still there to, right. to somewhat help to offset those other things that are increasing. So it's not like you lose your pension. Well, I shouldn't say that because there have been times. In fact, I had um, uh, somebody who was telling me they had 
a person in their in their workshop and they were helping them do the retirement planning and they were so surprised because they were only receiving like a few hundred dollars Ouch. in their pension when they Ouch. were expecting more because of the costs of their other expenses. Right. Oh, oh, oh. That's okay. That's we I don't want to dive into that yet cuz that's we we're going to we're going to do another episode on just that topic. That's a great teaser though. That is a fabulous teaser because that's a real thing as well. That's a tough one. It is. Mm-hmm. But to go back to what the purpose of this episode is, it's the cost of living adjustment. Will you get when? Yes. But it affects your pension, not your pay raise. Not right. while you're in service. Right. And so um, tell me about the timing because some people, like we talked about before, they are going to retire at the end of the year and then they realize they can't receive their COLA right away. Right. Yeah. COLA, basically, if you want a full COLA, a full raise to your pension check, you have to be out of, you have to be in retirement for a full calendar year. So for example, if you retire December 31st and you have a calculation, you don't get a COLA July 1st. You, ha- you have to actually be retired to get an increase to that amount. So there has to be a base amount. And so January 1st, you would get that base amount. The next year, January 1st, that's when you would get the COLA. And I think people misunderstand that, that they think, oh, I'm going to wait till January 31st and then not only get my pension, but I'm going to get more than my pension. No, that's not, that's not how it works. You, you mean you your pay raise? What? You mean the pay raise? Oh, the pay raise. Yeah. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over, isn't it? So for example, well, I, I hear people like, oh, I'm going to get this because the same concept with pay raise can, is misconstrued as well, where they sure. think, oh, well, if I wait till the next year, I'm going to get that full year you know, of that yes. pay raise calculated in my, <laughs> in my I3. And that's not how that works either. Right. You know, and so to hear that the cost of living adjustment doesn't work the same way, like, wow. And it's not like you get it the next year, right? So even if I retire and then I wait a year, I don't get last year's pension. Or, or I'm sorry, last year's cost of living adjustment, right? Right, right. Um, I get whatever cost of living adjustment is going to happen that year. Yeah. Yep. So there's no, there's no like look back on the cost of living adjustment and all of that. And, um, you know, and so it's just so funny because these are the things that we want to demystify when it comes to the planning part of it. Right. And so many, What's that? There, there are just so many, so many things yeah. that, that, so here, I'll, I'll give you a little, um, I don't know, a little principle of life that I think everyone intuitively knows. When things get complicated, we like to simplify things. We like to say, this is how it works. When we all know it is so much more complex, but mm-hmm. to, to use this, to use a principle and to, wrap our brains around it, we have to simplify it sometimes so much that it becomes unrecognizable. Well, that's the way it is kind of with COLA is that you get this much of a raise. Well, here, here's a great example, Cassie. 
if I had retired December 31st of 2020, so 2021 is my first um, year of, of retirement. Great. All right. Well, then in 2022, I get a cola, right? Maybe. Maybe not, though. So if I am a first employee and I retired at my MRA, I'm not going to get a, a, raise, a raise, a you know, a, a, an increase at all. I'm not going to get a cost of living adjustment be, until I am 62. So I really, you know, I could retire at 56 at my MRA and then go six years without getting an increase. Now, to put that into perspective, this year's increase was 4.9. Let's call it 5%. This next year's increase is looking to be 9%. And so that is a 13% increase that these people lost out on. They don't get it at all, period, done, never be able to make it up. It's just gone. Um, that's, That's only two years. And so... People are retiring thinking, I'm going to get a cola. Oh, wait, wait, I don't get a cola for six years? (gasps) What have I done? And and they regret at that point. You know, they didn't have to retire, but they thought, hey, why not? I'm just going to get more and more money. Well, for the next six years, you don't. It's just going to stay the same. Right. No, I I really want to touch on that point, too, because a lot of people think, well, I'm going to retire and I want to retire early because that's what's best for me. And there can be some serious consequences to retiring early that you might not foresee. And then somebody thinks, oh, well, that's okay. I'll get the special retirement supplement to offset the cost, right? I'll qualify for that. <laughs> you realize no. none of it's enough to live off of. And so you actually have to go get another job. And then that goes away too, that benefit, because... Yep. You're making too much money. <laughs> now you're earning so much yeah. money for the year. And so it really, like all of these things are so complex. Um, and I really strongly encourage each and every one of you to do your due diligence and get with a financial planner. Talk to somebody about how things are really going to work and make sure they touch on your pension, cost of living adjustment, any other benefits and how they're going to coordinate you know, with your federal benefits, like in outside planning, make sure they're doing all of these things and they're they're helping you to understand how the survivor benefit is going to work um, with your health insurance costs, how inflation is, you know, going to be a situation for your pension, the cost of living adjustment, what that looks like, you know, because I know financial professionals, if they don't understand how the federal benefits work, they're not going to be telling you you're you're not going to receive that cola for six years, and exactly. so this is very key to make sure that you have somebody who understands the federal benefits and the program and everything else because um, we we have to make sure that you guys are taken care of. Um, well, we want to make sure that you guys are taken care of, right? We. My husband was a federal employee. We, I feel very strongly about helping you guys get the the service and the information that you need to make sure that you're you're you meet your financial goals in retirement. That's the whole key to all of this is is making sure that the financial goals 
and what you think is going to happen really happens and that you coordinate everything properly and with all these different buckets of income and all of these different expenses and that they work well uh, together. And so I strongly encourage you guys, of course, subscribe, like, share the Fed Babble channel. We want um, federal employees all over to get the information that they need regarding these benefits, but also um, reach out to us at FedNabbabble.com. Fill out the information because the financial professionals um, in our trust and network are going to be talking to you about these things. They're going to be telling you whether or not the COLA is going to be uh, enough, something that you need to think about or if that's not, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're going to be able to tell you when that's going to affect your pension and, and help you plan, plan accordingly for that. So please reach out to us. We really want to help you guys out. Thanks for watching, everyone. Until next time, have a great day and go make it a great retirement. Go do your retirement stuff to make it a great retirement. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.